Welcome everybody out there to Divorce Devil episode 21. We have two special guests on the mic today. And I am proud, like a dad, even though they're not, not my kids. <laughs> but proud to have uh, Sue and Barb here. And uh, Barb and I facilitated Divorce Recovery together. And then I met Sue through Divorce Recovery friends at a party. And it turns out that our kids went to school together. So there you go. So you guys want to introduce yourselves and let's say how long you were married, how long you've been divorced, and then we'll go from there. I'm Sue. Sue. Hi. Yo. <laughs> I was married for 21 years and I have two wonderful boys, ages 24 and 21. And how long have you been divorced? Oh, I've been divorced since 2009. January 2009. All right. Hi, I'm Barb. And um, I was married for 31 and a half years. Wow, it's forever. Yes, it is forever. <laughs> That's, you know, a lot of my lifetime. Um, I've been divorced for five years uh, since January. And I have three lovely children. My oldest is 31 and the youngest is 26. So we're going to start off like we always start. Uh, we talk about the pre, during, and post phases of divorce. Let's let's talk about the pre phase. What can you tell our listeners out there to look out for, and or be ready for, or come on, you got to got to wreck those brains. You know, with my pre stage was not to get sidetracked or not to get um, befuddled in all the mess. Try to get a good lawyer, all all that good stuff. What kind of things can you give our listeners? I was told how I was going to get a divorce in the pre, so that was pretty easy. Uh, just pretty much came and said, this is what I think we should do. Let's do this. And at the beginning, we were going to uh, use mediator, and we did go through the whole divorce without uh, an attorney, other than I had an attorney check paperwork over and... The, got through it. Um, 31 and a half years, there was a lot of stuff, a lot of things to have to go through and everything. And so I just wanted to make sure that that was all done. Dot your I's and cross your T's. Yes. That's very interesting because not very many divorces are amicable like that. I can grab a handful because everybody knows divorce, but I can only grab a handful of those. And yeah. Well, it was amicable then, but then it wasn't amicable after that because then eventually I did have to go back to court and because then things weren't being done that were in the divorce decree and that's when things weren't yeah. rosy. Sue? Well. Now do you have some things in your mind? Well, <laughs> a little bit. Um, ours just sort of, our marriage just sort of fell apart over the years. Um, and at one point, my husband said, you know, I'm not happy. Do you want to get a divorce? And I, at that time, I said no. This was a couple years prior to it happening. And it, nothing happened. We just kind of went along the way we were. And then, I don't know how it came about. We started talking about it. We never really talked about a whole lot of stuff, but we started talking about that. And... It went pretty fast, and it was fairly amicable. Um, there were there was something that happened where 
I had to actually serve him the papers because uh, I don't know if I really want to get into it that much. But well, we can go. We go general. Okay. So anyway, but something happened that um, I kind of had to get that ball rolling. Um, he was kind of sitting on it, but then he was doing something, and in order to stop that, we had to get things started, and that made it not very friendly for a little while. We did do mediation. We both had lawyers. Um, I, looking back, I think I was in a like a shock mode for a yep. while. Um, because looking back now, I think, oh my gosh, I didn't. I just kind of trusted the process and, you know, it worked out okay. He was pretty fair. I can't complain at all. Um, and we, we get along well now. Um, you know, with the kids, we made them a priority. So that was a good thing. And the kids got through it fairly well with a few hiccups. When Steve was here last week, we talked about a pre-stage and he said one of the most important things is communication. And to make sure that the the divorce needs to happen, and that was that was huge for me, just to make sure because my spouse pulled the divorce card twice. Oh. Once she pulled it, and then we we send it, and then she pulled it again. So by the second time, I was like, "Yep, let's get it on." It was it was kind of like a like a prize fight. Yeah, you can't drag it out. Yeah, well, I mean, and- if you if you're gonna do it, then you just need to do it. And mine was drug out, and that was kind of yeah. the bad thing. There were three times that it was gone back to the judge that we needed more time, and that just was horrible because that just kept dragging it on. Once was because of the the fire, the evacuation. There were things that literally were happening in the life at that time that were necessary, but that just made it worse to drag it out. Um but one of the good things was my in-laws, actually, my father-in-law is the one that said, this is about you now, Barb, and you need to do whatever you need to do for you. And hearing him say that was huge because I was kind of wimpy back then. And whatever someone said, like I was told how to get a divorce. Oh, this is how we're going to get a divorce. Well, wow. then when I turned around and started saying, hmm. I don't think this is how this is going to go. It kind of... You got empowered. Yes. I certainly got empowered and things kind of turned around and I don't think he'd ever seen me that way before. So that was kind of where things started getting really kind of not so nice. And to this day, he still won't talk to me. So Mm. it's kind of sad, but I do everything in my power to do what I can to make it work and communicate and... Um, the kids have accepted it, and they are good with me. All three of my kids are great with me, and we have a good relationship and stuff. So, yeah. It's so what just, you're saying out there to people out there thinking about it, that there is life after. Basically. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Even though you think it's the end of the world, you know, it's, oh, yeah. it's the worst thing that's ever happened to you, but it's probably the worst speed bump in a long time. Oh, yeah. But uh, that... That beginning phase, I I think something really important that we overlook sometimes is a village. Mm. You know, your friends and there's friends that are married, have no clue what you're going through, but they try their best. And that's frustrating mm-hmm. for you and for them. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all you can do, I think, saying to people out there that have friends going through divorce and they're married is just be there for them because you don't understand what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Good point. Right. Yep, you need all that support because after 
you know, that long of a time, we had a, a lot of good friends. And like you said, they didn't know, they know we were even do. going through a divorce. Yeah. And that, I think, was one of the hardest things going through the divorce is when you would meet someone and they would say, oh, where's, you know, your ex? And oh, you're man. like Totally. Yeah. Deer in the headlights. You're oh, my like, gosh. You don't want to stand there and tell your whole story, but you just kind of say it and move on. And move on. There's not much else you can do, yeah. and even to this day, it, it happens still, less and less, but it still happens. It yeah. does, yeah. It still yeah. happens. People that you haven't seen in a while, and then they ask the question, and you just move on from there. That's all that you can do. So. It's easier now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Back then, there was dry throat. Oh my God, there's there's Bill and and Judy. Oh my God. You know, your mouth would get dry. You didn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And then you felt bad where you shouldn't feel bad. Right. Right. You know, because it's just a, just a part of life that happens. So. Mm -hmm. so right. Let's talk about during. That's that's the biggest, well, the next biggest phase, I guess, during. That was that was hard. And like I said, I think I was in a, a fog or shock or something, and I just kind of went with it. And, you know, I was, I think I was lucky, Jer. My ex was pretty fair and um yeah right i think I, that's really important what barb says about being empowered once you figure out that that you do have some power to control your own destiny that you kind of sit back and say hey wait a minute you know i'm, I'm just not going to take this result and listen to you what oh you i said. did and my I, my ex wanted you to sing lawyer oh really yes mm -hmm. i don't think you can well she was pissed when i got my own lawyer was even more interesting. I look back on it now; it's pretty damn funny. But yeah, but maybe you're right about using the same lawyer. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if you well, if I don't you think do they mediation, would do it. I, I think you could do it. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that didn't work for me. And when I went out and got one, she was not happy. Yeah. So why'd you do that? I said to cover my butt. So yeah, that during phase, and I was in a funk too, even though she had pulled that card prior, and you have to yourself up by your bootstraps and and lean into your village um yeah i agree with that having um support is is key um other people who've gone through it surely can give you tips and and, oh, and help um what was i gonna say right and i right when he had asked for a divorce i kind of was in a shock and i dropped 20 pounds like within two weeks. And wow. then I realized that, wow, my health is like the most important thing to me during this process. So that's when I just got on my jogging pants and ran and ran and ran and cried and cried and ran and ran. But that's how I dealt with the, the physical part was keeping me going and just making sure I was eating really good then and stuff because I if I didn't have my health I knew I couldn't get through this whole process oh, yeah. but I was in a fog and thank God I got through my whole work during that time I mean just getting out of bed and getting to work if I could do that every day I thought you're doing you're doing the one thing that you need to do just keep doing that for a while and you know you just had to keep plugging through it and like just Going to that attorney to look over the paperwork was huge for me because then it gave me even more empowerment and I knew that I was, you know, doing the right thing and I wasn't trying to, you know, get more than was necessary. Just what I, you know, know was true and just to come for me. So 
Yeah. yeah, my kids were in high school when I was going through mine, and and I was talking with somebody, and and sometimes I think that kids in high school have it worse than little kids, because sometimes little kids, that's all they know, going to mom's house for a week, going to mm-hmm. dad's house for a week. But, mm-hmm. but high school, grade school kids, middle school kids have that continuity, and it's broken. Mm-hmm. It, it's totally broken. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, the during phase is tough, but kids heal, man. Kids, yeah. kids, are, kids are resilient. You know, you know. Hate to say that flippantly, but they are, and they have to heal because they don't have a choice. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I was. I tried to focus a lot on on consistency for them, uh, maintain their consistency, and I think that that helped them too. And you know, we had we had dad over for dinner a couple times and. After after he moved out, it was a while before he moved mm-hmm. out. So, but then uh, we'd have him over for dinner a couple times. Just I to had mom over bridge for, that for Thanksgiving dinner once. I cooked a turkey, and uh, the girls at work, I think they told me there was one bag in the turkey, not two. You know, the giblets and the neck. So I got one out, not the second one. So I cooked the giblets in there. <laughs> but uh, she came over for Thanksgiving dinner, and it was a little awkward. But she came over and. After that, I said no more of that. So, it it really didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. I think you I know, think at the beginning, it does, it, it doesn't. Yeah, so. I think it was okay at that point, but then that stopped. So yeah, we it's, don't. It's about boundaries. Yeah. Everybody, oh my gosh, everybody's yes. boundaries yeah. are different. Some people can, you know, have closer boundaries than other people, and can have and stuff. And um, actually, my ex, he pretty much abandoned. My kids, he didn't really do anything with them for like a year and a half. Um, and so after that, I I kind of took those first years just making sure I was there for the kids. Yeah. And yes, they're older, but they still needed support. Yeah, they still hurt. They still hurt, and they needed a place to come home to for Christmas and this and that. And so that that part and just all that, that took me about three years just to finally make sure that they were in a good place. Like my daughter was in the middle of law school. I just knew that was going to, you know, she take toughed her. It out. She toughed it out. She got her degree, super proud of her. They just did what they needed to do. And, you know, like you said, they're resilient, but I just wanted to make sure that they knew I was there for them and getting everything done. And that's important. That's I, the most important I kind of equated for, you know, when, when the plane's going down and the, and oxygen masks come down, you know, you got to put yours on first before you put your kids on. Mm. You got to take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of people sometimes put their kids first, which is okay, but you got to take care of yourself. Probably a natural yeah. Yeah. reaction, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. If you don't, yeah. you know, like if mom or dad isn't taken care of, then you then you can't, you don't have the wherewithal or the strength to, to take care of your kids. Mm-hmm. I was, I went to counseling. I started counseling again at that time and... Yeah, I started, it's funny, because I started counseling when I got married, 20 years before. <laughs> like, like immediately? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it was my fault that we were having issues right off the bat. Oh. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> but then, but here's the thing, um, he, he would say to me, you know, Sue, just let me know when you need me to come with you, and um, you name the place and the day, date, in time, and I'll be there. This was way back. And so I did a couple times, and he would never be able to make it for because of a work thing. Wow. So when it came down to 
you know, fast forward to 2007-ish, and uh, he asked me, or we talked about divorce. He goes, you know, what? we should go to counseling. And I said, okay, well, name the date and the place, <laughs> and I'll be there. And nothing, nothing happened. Crickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm on the big standpoint that a lot of people don't believe in counseling. A lot of people view it as a negative. Mm. No, it helped me it, tremendously because I didn't go to what you yeah, guys went to. Yeah. They view it as as people being weak, uh, stupid. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, man, counseling can help. Counseling can help. Let's get to my favorite part, post-divorce. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's that's where I roll here today, post-divorce. Um, I went to divorce recovery not just by chance because a friend of mine wanted to go, and it was late on Tuesday back then, and she didn't want to go downtown by herself, so I went, and here I am. That's how I ended up in divorce recovery. So, yeah, it's very interesting, and and um, it's it's nice or beneficial to be around people that are hurting like you, mm-hmm. because you find out that your story is not so big or so grandiose, where people have restraining orders, yeah, and and threats in their life, and it's like, damn, that's that's that that's very interesting. So, did you go to counseling afterwards? Mm-hmm. During the divorce? Yeah, Dur- um, kind of during the pro- well, it was probably right after, uh, right before it was maybe final. After all the stuff was done, and we were just waiting for January to come along because we were doing it for taxes, do- filing in January. So, uh, yeah, I started going later that year, and then uh, 2008, and then continued probably for year- another year and a half or so. So, because I had to kind of get to know myself again. Yep figure out what does Sue want. It's all about Sue Who now. is Sue? Yeah, who is you know, Sue? It's a new identity. It is. No, it used to be you and him, not just you. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot. And and even after that, it was a lot of work on my own trying to figure that out. But it takes time. And time was, you know, what that, I needed. That's super important yeah. because if you don't take that time to figure out what went wrong, what I mean, it took two to make that relationship, mm-hmm. and what, where was I in that relationship? Where was he in that relationship? So that if another relationship comes along, you don't make those same mistakes, mm-hmm. and and you have to process all of that and make well, sure. Well, I, I think you can fix that pretty fast. Just get into serial dating. Just jump into another relationship. Oh, <laughs> negatory, negatory, Just jump negatory. Into one. Rebound. Because, because you know that rebound is going to be horrible. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Crash and burn. You know, yeah. there's no ejection seat. It's less, it's like your butt's getting skinned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. jump into a relationship and everything heals. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. So how did you come to divorce recovery, Barb? Well, actually, um, I'd heard about it from a, another friend. But actually, my boss came to me when... She knew I was going through a divorce and showed me the pamphlet and said, I think this might be good for you. And I was like, okay, uh, well, I just to tell you, I already signed up last week. So we were on the same page and I went there. I, my expectations were a little different. I thought it was going to be this little small, intimate, like few people kind of setting. And I walk in and there's a hundred people in a main room and I'm like, a hundred people yep. are getting divorced. It was just, mm. it floored me. And as I spanned the room, I thought, you're going to know somebody here. You're going to know people here. And sure enough, I spanned the room and I knew two people yep. in the room. I, I knew two people too. In yeah. the room. And then, you know, you break in your small groups. And, um, you know, ours was pretty large for at that time. I think there was 10 of us. So 
small in regards to a hundred, but I think it was what was good is it was in a church setting, so you felt safe. But they didn't put religion, or yeah, they don't, shove they, it down don't your throat. they don't shove it down your throat, and you were sharing with people you didn't know. So it's like you knew those people. It's like so I can just pour my guts out here and. There's no connection made yet to them, and it was easy to talk. Um, but then afterwards, you, like, just bond because yep. you have just poured out your whole soul to these ten strangers or nine strangers. And so the people that were in that group, I'm still great friends with, and they're the ones that help you along the way. And when it came time to move or you had questions about things, and I'm one that I don't like to ask for help a lot. So they would kind of see when I would be struggling and they would just jump in and say, hey, well, what do you think about this? And help each other move. You help each other paint. You help each other yeah. with taxes, whatever it is that you're needing help with. They were they were there for it. It so. is quite the club. It is. That's that's kind of why we're here today. Mm-hmm. Just So how did you make that transition from participant to facilitator? Well, they, I guess the facilitator going through the process saw how I handled my emotions and communicated with people and put my name in. And then I had to go through an interview process. I can still remember this vividly thinking, all right, I was the only woman and there were six men in this divorce men in this room that are interviewing me to see if I'm going to be a good I think I was person. there. Yes, you were. <laughs> if you are going to be a good enough facilitator. And so I'm just oh, looking wow. around thinking, who would have thought that I would ever be in this situation? I remember when you did that. And it was just very good. And for every time you are a facilitator, you just, you know, it's all about being a good listener. And like you said, you listen to other people's stories and you learn from them. And Every time I go, I learn something. Every yes, time I facilitate, I learn something. You learn something yep. new and you look at their situation and... That gratitude just comes back tenfold because you're like, wow, there is always going to be someone out there in a worse situation than mm. you could have ever imagined. And yeah. so it's just good knowing that you're trying to help people get back on their feet and on the journey. And the one thing that sticks with me is the words that said you can either go through divorce or you can grow through divorce. And I thought at the time, I thought, grow? Like, yeah, everybody goes through divorce. What's this grow stuff? And then I just dawned on me that hey yeah no you're gonna be learning and growing and that's yep. the most important oh, part is. now is to to grow mm -hmm. every day and learn something new and try something new and that's the cool part about this part now is mm -hmm. i can do whatever i want to do i can grow however i want to go try new things like this podcast Mm -hmm. It's like you can, sexy things are sexy. Yes. yes, that's right. That's right. You can just you know do new things and hopefully help other people. And that's bringing up part. the fellow man. I never thought I was going to facilitate. Um, I was at a Christmas party and Scott was there, and he said, "Do you going to facilitate?" I said, "Man, you're crazy." And, and he kept on me. Man, he kept calling me. I finally relented. So, okay, I'm going to come. I've been stuck ever since. <laughs> kind of like kind of like when Scott says he's going to stop doing it. Yeah, I'm going to stop facilitating. <laughs> Same thing happens. Right. You get that nudge and that call. Well, you just, you grow through it, and it's a it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Any closing words for our listeners out there for divorce? I do like the grow through it. That's, that was that was awesome. Mm -hmm. I, I remember those words. Right. Yeah. yeah. I just think 
that there is life out there. And uh, there are going to be times that you're going to think of your ex every day. Something's going to pop up to remind you of your ex. It still does. It does. Every single day you'll pass a restaurant. You'll pass something that just sparked a memory because the memories are there. They're not going to go away. And you just, those memories are there for a reason. And you just grow through those memories and just know that what's to come is, is going to be better. And things happen for a reason. And whatever that is, just take it and laugh a lot. Laugh oh, with your yeah. friends. Oh laugh at yourself. Laugh at yourself. Oh, yeah. Laugh with your friends and be good to your friends. And um, that support group, though, is important. If you don't have a support group right. and you're going through a divorce, you need to get a support group because... That's, I think, with all of the people that I've been in contact with, that's the thing that's been I, the most I helpful. agree. I agree that the support group is the is the most important thing, whether it's counseling or what you guys did, which uh, sounds like a really smart program, actually. But I didn't know about it then, so I did the counseling, and I talked to my friends, and boy, it, it and journaling. Journaling's good. Were a lot of your friends divorced? No. No, mostly married. Wow. But you, you, it's funny how the, the divorce ones sort of come out of the woodwork. And, 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 well, no, <laughs> it's you like kinda, a magnet in North and South Poles, man. Kind of. And, and you start connecting with them. And just that that um, commonality really helps. You know yeah. you're not alone. And that's important. But the journaling really helped purge a lot of stuff, too. Help me sleep at night. So, Right. If you don't talk about it or right. you don't let it out. You it, have to. It, you're not going to heal. So mm-hmm. that that communication and talking about it, because then you hear yourself talk and think, oh, did I really think that? Did I really And think when that? you journal, you can look at what you wrote years ago compared to now, and it's totally different. Yeah, you can but see what how I you've hear, grown. I never journal. Oh, yeah. No, you see how you've grown, and that's that's kind of an exciting thing to look back and So say, there's less cuss words? <gasps> yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and p- self-pity. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, it's that's just part of it. You know, and you know, grieving, the, all the grieving you the, do. The pity and the, uh, the, the anger. Those mm-hmm. are the two. Those are the two big ones. And mm-hmm. those are hard to get rid of sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and even now, they kind of raise their ugly head every now and then. You know, like you said, you know, you can go, you can hear a song, mm-hmm. drive by a place, and all of a sudden, bam, it's like, oh, I remember that. And, and, and you get down that rabbit hole. But then you have the tools to get out of the rabbit hole mm-hmm. because you have the friends and mm-hmm. family. Yeah. And just forgiveness. Just forgiveness. forgiveness. That's huge. Mm-hmm. You just got to yeah, forgive. Yeah, you're and, right. And forget, <laughs> forgive and forget. I mean, people think forgiveness is forgetting, but that I don't think forgiveness is forgetting. Forgiveness is forgiveness because you will never forget. If you forget, you'll fall back into your same old ways and habits and things. You have to remember. So, yeah. You say you do yeah. have to. It's not about it's hard. forgetting. Mm-hmm. But you have to forgive for? Yourself. Yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. You have to forgive yourself. You yep. have to forgive your spouse. You have to forgive just no, everything. No, it's a huge load off when you do that. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to give them too much space in your brain. Your right. brain's full enough of stuff. Mm, right. And, and you constantly think about that it just takes you like i said back down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. you stay away from the rabbit hole yeah you just gotta forgive and move on and life is good life is really good i just sit here thinking i would not have met either of you mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. if i had not been divorced and yeah. gosh if 
I didn't know my good friend Sue, where would my life be today? See? Amen, sister. So thank See? your ex-husband. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank maybe, you. maybe later we can do that when, when he's <laughs> riding around the neighborhood. <laughs> All right. I, I've tried. No, I really, I really do hope that someday we are amicable. I really do yeah. hope that. That's yeah. my prayer is that someday we'll be amicable and be able to do that. Because during the divorce, he did say, you're going to be my best friend. <clears throat> so, hmm. But he didn't say when, though. So maybe that's, he meant later. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's not. It's not in my time. Well, we want to thank Barb and Sue for coming by and exposing their souls of divorce. <laughs> That's pretty good, huh? Souls yeah. of divorce. Yeah. Souls of divorce. And we're going to take a break, and we're going to definitely do one about dating. That's that's going to be interesting. A lot more exciting than this one. But uh, everybody out there, have love for yourselves and take care. Say bye bye. Bye. Thank Adios. you. Adios. Adios.